G'day and welcome to Radio Notes, where those in music talk life and those in life chat music and more. Our guest today is Rosh Ibrahim of the band Open Fire, who are based in Adelaide, South Australia. This is the full edit chat with them. Rosh, welcome to Radio Notes. Hey, thanks for having me. Wonderland was the 2020 single. The album in 2019 was really a standout. Firstly, congratulations on having a debut album so, so solid. What was the experience like for you recording that debut album and mm. I guess an extension of that to get it out? Yeah, it was, it was really interesting because um, we, we, we as a band pretty much met and then started writing music together. And so the debut album was, um, it was an interesting thing of, it was us just mucking around, having fun, making music. And then as we got further and further into this, we kind of decided we actually want to keep going. Um, And so it was very much just like this amalgamation of four different people that have four different musical upbringings, stepping into one room and putting all of that together and just creating music. Um, and the more and more we wrote, the more and more we loved it, the more we came together and just made, um, yeah, what Reverie, our debut album, ended up becoming. Talk to us about that cooperation mm. that happened, because I'm just hearing this wonderful melding of ideas. Yeah. Was it that beautiful? Yeah, it was actually awesome. Just to start, like, I remember the first few weeks we started writing together, We so we had barely, we barely knew each other. We had pretty much just met. We met all studying a business degree, weirdly enough. So, like, we all come from different backgrounds musically. So, I come from classical and jazz. Anthony, our um, bass player, comes from, like, rock. Luca, our lead singer, comes from soul, R&B, um, and pop elements. And then Harry, our guitarist, also comes from rock and a bit of classical because he's a cellist too. And so, we've got all of these different genres and we just kind of ended up putting them together and somehow it just, it worked. And within the first few weeks of us writing together, we wrote 2AM, our lead single from that first album. You mentioned that nugget of studying business what is that connection between business or maybe it's the math of it and music yeah it was a a weird way that we all found ourselves in business degrees because we all came from doing different things all felt a little bit lost in our dream and desire to do music um, and then found ourselves studying business so it was this thing of I had studied classical music previously at Adelaide Uni which I loved but ended up just not taking me anywhere where I wanted to go Luca had done a bunch of other stuff and was dreaming of doing music but then kind of just got really lost in it and nothing was happening. Anthony was doing other music stuff and found himself wanting to get into music management which is why he went into business. Harry was just kind of like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to do something generic. I'm going to go into business. And then the, we, we were all just there and we all just, of the thousands of first years, all just found each other. Um, and it was this really cool combination of people that were really driven really hell-bent on just chasing after what we loved but we knew that we needed an understanding of how the world worked in order for us to get there and so that's why we all found ourselves in that environment which taught us so much and how we've been able to set ourselves up key to that question i was also asking is that of the formation of music and business Mm. do you have any thoughts about that yeah well um, especially in the way the way we write now is very business-minded when we first started writing it was just four friends just hanging out making music just because we wanted to but now we get into the studio 
and like you can just you can see the business minds at hand because we step into it and we we set out goals we set out like what we want to do what we like the idea the vision of the song the story and how it's going to be and then we actually sit down and we work through this method of how we get it out so we'll start with like a beat we'll start with a chord progression or whatever and as it goes through we continue through that process and find ourselves with songs like wonderland are you still succeeding in the business world as well? And I guess I mean in terms of the, the study, are, are you still enjoying that as much as you're enjoying the music? So funnily enough, we all left our business degrees. So we all got a it's year like and one, a half. one, two, three, <laughs> let's walk. Yeah, we all got a year and a half into it. We had dropped our debut album and we were continuing through our business degree and all four of us were like, we hate this. We don't want to do this degree. Like our dream, our passion is music. Like, we're young, we have to chase that now, or we can never chase it again properly. You mentioned your background is classic jazz. I, I started as a classical musician. When I started playing sax, I think it was in year five. Weirdly, I hated jazz, and I still am annoyed at myself for that to this day, because I love jazz now. So I was a classically trained sax player, which is weirdly a thing. Um, and so I did all of that. My original dream, and this is why I studied music at uni, was to be a film composer. So there are a few of our songs in the first album especially and in some of the ones that are coming that you can really feel that very soundtracky element to them. So for instance, Falling from our first album has a bit of that. It takes you on this really intense emotional journey um, about just being trapped in your feelings, wanting to, wanting to step into something, wanting relationship with someone, but just not knowing how to actually go about that or do anything with that. When did the realization that jazz was something that could be part of your repertoire? And, and to a degree, I guess it goes to where that frustration was found that you should have stuck with it. Yeah. Um, I think it started in, I want to say year 11, when a couple of my friends showed me, um, I don't know if you've heard of an artist called Snarky Puppy. Right. They're this really cool, like, big jazz group, almost like a big band, but they're, like, they'll often fuse classical music, they'll fuse other stuff, and they're the most exceptional musicians you've ever heard in your life. Someone showed me Lingus by Snarky Puppy, and I remember just hearing that, that synth solo by Corey Henry, and I remember my entire brain just melting, just on the spot. I, I had nothing left. I was like, what is, what is going on? This is the greatest thing I've ever heard. Um, and from that moment, I was just, like... You know, maybe there's something actually really, really cool in this genre, and I started to fall in love with it, and so that's why I started to add jazz into my repertoire. And as a sax player, even if you listen to my solos, you can hear this weird kind of like fusion of classical and jazz. It's not like a strict jazz solo when I'm soloing, like at the end of 2 a.m. There's that that combination. You can feel a little bit of both in there. In terms of a composition instrument, do you have some thoughts on that for us? For for you personally, I mean. Mm. Yeah, I I mean I love pushing the boundaries of what it can be we haven't used it as much lately in our music but i love the idea of finding new ways to use things instead of just using them in the typical way they've always been used um and an artist that's really inspired me lately is a guy by the name of masego who is um he's very much r&b um but is like a ridiculous sax player and he'll find ways to just put sax throughout all of his music um but not just in the way that you would typically hear it Mm. um and so all i'm all about finding new ways to kind of throw an instrument in and that's something that all of us in the band do we'll we'll find a sound that is typically used in one way and we'll go how can we reinvent this how can we do something brand new that people will be like oh awesome that's so cool i've never thought of that let's move to the single it's called wonderland yeah Wonderland, honestly, is it's huge. It's a really massive song with a lot of layers going on, a lot of different things. But in my opinion, 
Wonderland is like the stepping stone into the vision of what Open Fire is. Because the dream of Open Fire is not to just be a band that goes big time. Um, like as much as we want that, the dream of Open Fire is to step out into the world and actually wage... One of our like key statements is we want to wage war on loneliness. So one of the things we talk about in our music pretty regularly is we talk about brokenness, we talk about loneliness, we talk about hurt, heartache, um, and just feelings of pain. And we want to bring light into that so that people can know and understand that they're not inadequate and they actually, all of their pain gives them authority and it's not invalid. And so Wonderland is this song that's all about if you have a dream, whether that's like a career dream, a relationship, having a family, whatever that dream is, chase after it with all you've got because you deserve it. But know that it's going to take everything that you have from you. And you have to hold on. Even when things get really hard, hold on and keep fighting. And that's what the dream is. I just want to be clear about how to take this. Yeah. And that is of laughing in the face of human experience. Mm. I, I come from a generation, I guess, that wants to talk about engaging the human experience, yeah. working with it, making it your own. Mm. So what's this laughing at the face of human yeah. experience? So that comes from... Um, we kind of like to talk about how Wonderland is a song that's almost like it's from the voice of the Cheshire Cat from Alice in Wonderland. And all four of us have, have been through quite a bit in our lives. We've all experienced a lot of pretty heavy things. We've all experienced anxiety and depression to different levels. And so one of the things that we like to talk about is the fact that like we laugh in the face of being told that we aren't good enough because like we've had that our whole lives. No matter like what it is, not even just in music, we've had that. We've so had... So the human experience in that scenario I'm reading is what other people think of you. Mm. So it's not your human experience, it's what people yeah. project onto you. Yeah, and we would never want to laugh at the human experience of feeling pain because that's, that's not who we are. We're all about coming alongside people that are broken and helping them find healing and restoration in that. It's a laughing at the human experience of being told that you, like, you can't be enough or you're not adequate for what you want and the fact that you actually are deserving of your dreams. I saw something recently that talked about the fact that mental health has just been on the rise so much in, in recent years, just because now people have access to everything going on in the world literally all the time. Like, I can hop onto my phone right now and I can look at all the people that have died because of the pandemic. I can look at all the crazy things going on in the US and the fact that people have to bar up their doors during the election because they're terrified that they'll get attacked if things go the way other people don't want. And that's terrifying that you can see all of those things going on in the world. And so that's why we're so focused on actually spreading a positive mental image on the world so that even with all the chaos that happens in the world, people can see happiness and light. They can see the positives in the, in the pain. Would it be going too far to say that Open Fire is trying to, and I guess using the word, I know it is in a different way than mm -hmm. you may think of it, but using that light of a fire yeah an open fire at that to get into those cracks and to assist when people need it absolutely and that's that's actually part of why we named our band open fire it's kind of a twofold thing of one it's like a campfire like yes. a really warm and engaging place that you can come and you can feel secure and you can feel safe in but also it's like it's like a battlefield with a soldier screaming open fire and everything's just going off around you. There's gunfire going on around you or things are exploding left, right and center. It's just a world that there is so much chaos, but there's also like a really nice, close, warm feeling inside of that. And we try to bring people into that. You yourself have said that the band have gone through a number of things yeah. that you would have shared together through the songwriting and yeah. also the composing process. Definitely. 
I'll speak especially to um, the early stages of COVID um, in Adelaide. I remember like when we all went into lockdown, all of us actually hit really, really tough stages where um, mentally a lot of things went on. Um, and I remember for me, I shut down for a couple months. Like I kind of like, I stepped away from a lot of things that were important to me. I didn't step away from the band. That was something that I did not step away from at all. But I remember just feeling really, really broken. And a lot of what Wonderland was ended up being about was all of us kind of hit a really really tough place during that season prior to that last year we made a we made a commitment to each other that and that we were all in for for this band and what it looked like and our vision and our plan for it even if things got hard we would still keep fighting and things then things got really really hard and we stepped into this moment of like well even though it's really hard and everything is like a actual battlefield around us mentally we hold on to what is important and even when our, our senses are just being like don't like don't this is the craziest thing you've done give up we ignored those we trusted in each other and we trusted in what was something that we knew it was a consistent solid that we knew in our lives because we were people that we loved and that was that was how wonderland was formed this feeling of we were going to hold on and we were going to keep fighting and we knew that there were there are people everywhere in the world that need that message in their life and so we just want to get that to people consistency i feel yet again my own personal view here of course is so important when it comes to issues of mental health yeah to actually have reliability absolutely yeah and we we talk about that honestly almost every week we like so like our, our usual so we meet every tuesday night and we write music our usual plan for the night we get there we talk logistics we get through any of the boring nitty-gritties that we have to get through we start writing music for a while for like two three four hours or whatever and then once that's done often we'll end up just chatting we'll talk about the things going on in our lives the things that are hurting the things that are awesome as well the wins that we've had in the week and we'll just be real with each other it's really cool because all of us have experienced a lot in our life in a lot of different areas not one of us has ever flinched from someone talking about the brokenness that they faced which is really, really special because I know that I can rock up on any Tuesday night and be like, guys, I am falling apart. And there won't be a single thing of anyone's like, I don't think I can deal with that right now. They'll just be like, all right, I'm in, let's go. And we're just ready to be there for each other. And that's really special. I want to have a chat with you and of course with Open Fire more generally, but you're here Mm. today about being an Adelaide band. So what is it about Adelaide? Are you an Adelaide band that will eventually go to Sydney, Melbourne or have you actually found some comfort in this state i'm gonna be honest with you i don't know and something that's really key for us as a band is that we're we're ready to go where this takes us this is our dream this is our passion and we also believe that this is our calling and so if this band takes us to melbourne sydney if this band takes us to the u.s then we're in for it but if this band means that our our basis our home ground is adelaide then our home ground is Adelaide. There's a couple of, obviously, as a local boy, as mm. you, you well are as well, that what I'm hearing is there's not going to be a move to the eastern states just for the hope that something will happen. You'll pursue a dream that is available to you yeah. there. At one end of where we are today, one street, is a portrait of Adelaide's very own hilltop hoods. Yeah. And at the other end of the street is where the hilltop's hoods basically have been recorded as well as your I'll good self. literally be there tonight. At Diskettits. Yeah. So let's talk about Diskettits, Alex Matter, and, and, and yeah. what he's been able to, to help you out with what essentially 
Wonderland was a home recording, is my understanding, based upon all that that we were talking about there. And then what did Alex do with it? Yeah. So album one, we didn't have anyone mix it except for us. Recorded, mixed, produced the whole thing ourselves, but we got Alex Mater to, um, to master it. Whereas now, um, we, we were listening through our recordings and we, we just, we knew it could be better. We believe all of us are really good producers, um, but to be exceptional mixers and masters is not what we've done before. It's not um, really our full gifting and it's not what we've been trained in doing either. What a great business mind because mm. that's what business people like your Richard Bransons of the yeah. world, it's what they do. They, they yeah. go, I can't fly a plane, yeah. but I know some good people that can. Absolutely. I know the mechanisms to yeah. get that to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so that's why we, um, for Wonderland and all of our singles to come um, and anything else that's coming, we're working with Mado because he's, honestly, he's exceptional at what he does. He's such a talent. He's a really methodical and like almost mathematical in the way he goes about it. He's a brilliant mind and we that's love working with him. those numbers again. Mm. Business, maths. Did you feel like you were a little green when you went in? You know, what, what was it like working with him? Um, I know I definitely was, because this, this is the first band that I've been a part of that I've been writing with. Um, I've played in other bands before, but I was just a sax player. So I just, I rocked up, I rehearsed, I played. That was my, that was my role. Um, and so working with someone that their job was to mix other people's music was really new to me. But I remember we stepped in and Mater is this really, really, he's really kind, he's really welcoming, and he's just easy to, he's easy to talk to and he's easy to get along with. And as he worked, um, and as we saw like Wonderland come to life, really, we really grew a, a really strong appreciation for his craft and his, his talent. And so it actually got really easy really quickly. Um, and so we're still, we're still working with him. Um, tonight I'll actually be there working on what our next single is going to be. And so we're, we're just finessing that track, um, which is exciting that that will come out at some point. Give us a slight exclusive, we don't need to know the name of it, but a bit of a slight exclusive, the direction it might mm-hmm. be in, or some little nugget yeah. that you can give us today. This song, it's a little bit more dancey than our previous stuff. It's got a bit of a disco vibe, which is really exciting, um, which very much comes from the world that Luca was brought up in. So he's very much a soul singer and does a lot of kind of like dance and pop and stuff. And so we've stepped into this disco world, which still features all of us in the way that we always do. But it's really cool because this song, the bass gets to be the hero of the song. It's got a really cool bass groove to it. I don't think we have that many or any songs in our first album, Reverie, that had any tracks where the bass was the hero of it. Let's talk about musical stylings. One Mm. of the members is into Prince. Who is that? Uh, That's all of us, but very much Harry. So our lead guitarist loves Prince. And you can feel that in the lead lines that that he writes. Um, so like whenever he plays a lead line, you're just like, oh man, that's captivating. You can really feel that. He loves Prince. He's all about him. And he mentioned, I think also, maybe yourself, that's why there's the purple in the iconography yeah. of the band as well. I haven't had the chance to see you guys live. You'll What's love the, it. What is the live experience like? It's a lot. It's really fun. We, we set out from the beginning that when we get on stage, we, we dress for the stage we want to be on. So when we're on stage, you will see artists in the most intense outfits you'll ever see. And we just go so hard on stage presence and delivering a set that we think will pull people really, really in. So we have so much fun on stage. We just go for it. Um, And we've got a guy that um, drums for us live. His name is Sam and he's exceptional. So having him on board with us is the funnest thing ever. What's your passion when it comes to food? I'm half Indian, so it's hard for me not to get past a really good curry. 
So I could I could eat Indian food all the time. What just kind of curry happy. are we talking about? Uh, the hot, the cold? I have no idea. All of all of the above. Drink of choice. It might be water. I don't know. A really nice coffee. I unfortunately am a huge coffee snob and I blame my mum for that so I can only drink really nice coffee is that the Indian side? Uh, that's the Australian side yeah that's the Adelaide the Adelaide in me and I'm grateful to live in a city that makes incredible coffee what music are you currently listening to? so not influenced by but what mm-hmm. are you listening to? I keep going back to the new Harry Styles album honestly Okay. that album actually blew my mind it's a really really cool album there's a lot in it Sell it to me because I haven't listened to it yet. You haven't listened to it. Well, to be honest, I probably wasn't going to listen to it, but now... I would recommend now, listening if, to if it. If you can sell it to me, I'll mm. give it a go. It's a really fun album. There's a lot in it. He he likes to do, like, the second half of his album usually as well is a very indie kind of style, which you wouldn't expect from someone who is in a boy band like One Direction. But it's really indie. It's really cool. It's got a little bit of soul element to it as well. But the first the first five tracks as well are some of the coolest songs I think I've ever heard. We actually um, covered one of his songs, Adore You, from the album. While we were all in isolation from our own homes, we recorded and kind of put the whole thing together and videoed it. So it's on our Instagram and YouTube and everything, which is really, really fun. We'll put that in the show notes. So you're saying the the A side, or the first five tracks, is more commercial-like? Yeah, definitely. There's also a song in there called Falling, and we also have a song called Falling. And I was really hoping when it came out it wouldn't be good, so I could be like, ah, Falling's better. His Falling was really good. What is your preferred saxophone? Because obviously there's there's a few of them. Uh, the tenor. I don't actually have my own tenor, unfortunately, but I borrow a friend of mine's who doesn't play his very often, and he's got a really, really nice tenor. So I love playing that. It's so beautiful. Let's get back to the theme, though, this, this waging a war on loneliness. Mm. As we mentioned, the music itself, that light, that gate that sort of gets, a, gets us to that point... In your personal experience, so yet again, not mm. speaking on everyone's behalf, not everything will work for everyone. What's your way of getting past that loneliness stage? What's what's that? Yeah, that's been a really big journey for me in the last, especially the last year and a half, because it's something I battled with for a long time and never really had a good handle on it. It was something that I'd always battle through and it came from there was a period a long time ago when my entire friendship group at one point just went now we're done and they just kind of didn't talk to me anymore I don't really know what happened I'm actually really good friends with them now again I think it might have just been we were in school and people go through weird random phases but ever since then I went through a a place where I was just terrified of people leaving of terrified of being alone and being afraid but actually open fire has been a really powerful thing for me in growing out of that because something we're always always talking about is the fact that like we're all in this for each other no matter what we're like we're not leaving we're not stepping away from each other there's like there's no question and there's no comment or desire for any of us to step away because like we're brothers at this point like we talk about it all the time like we're family and i would do anything for those guys and i know they'd do anything for me and so the band is something that's been really huge for me um, but even on top of that i'm a christian as well so like my faith is something that's been really key for me in that in just knowing that like even in brokenness, I'm not alone because I have a God that loves me. It's always there for me. That's the key thing for you is, yeah. is to actually have the knowledge that you actually aren't lonely mm. and just reconnecting with that particular aspect. Yeah. You mentioned that the second single literally is the next stop today. Mm. So I'm wondering from you how far off that second album is because I reckon you've got it on a whiteboard somewhere. It's 
It's probably, we're actually looking at doing an EP this time, which was kind of a decision we made purely because the music industry nowadays, if you're not a really established artist, and when I mean established artist, I mean like a big name, people are less likely to listen through a full album as opposed to more like a six track EP. That EP is looking more like mid next year. Even if you are a full established band, something for Kate, haven't released an album in eight years, Hmm. it's a full album, and even I, maybe it's my old age, was going, track seven, hey? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and I think that also comes from the fact that people have smaller attention spans nowadays than they used to. You know, people used to be able to listen to forty-minute symphonies and be like, "Yeah, awesome," but now you listen to a three, a four-minute song and you're like, "It's too long." What are some of the themes that are coming through? Obviously, Wonderland has given us a glimpse. Yeah, it steps very much into loneliness. It steps a lot into brokenness. One of the songs, which is probably my favorite on it, very much about being made silent by other people just like being in a space where people people tell you your voice shouldn't be heard um, and for whatever reason they try and push you into the background and they try to hold you back that song is all about the fact we and other people who've been told they're not good enough should not be told they should be silent because everyone's voice deserves to be heard and everyone's voice matters and so that's a big part of what that song is about and I'm really keen for that song How does one approach those individuals because anger is normally one response yeah. and then of course the other is we're drawing right back in and then hello we've got the loneliness again yeah how does one approach that one thing we've talked about a lot recently and especially especially with the whole black lives matter movement that's taken a huge a huge front stage finally this year um one thing we've talked about is really like if you've been silenced in something learn the information around it learn learn the facts learn why you feel how you feel about it so that if someone tries to silence you you know you can step up and you don't have to get angry at them but you can step up and you can just say what needs to be said and they either have to be a child about it and try and hold you back or they can respect that you actually have solid reasoning for why you believe what you believe why you feel what you feel you know and that's what's been really really special about this year with the whole Black Lives Matter movement, we've seen so many people step up and actually talk really powerful things about inequality, which has been actually starting to finally make change in the world. And that's so cool to see. On your socials, maybe yours or the bands, I'm not sure exactly where I'm going with this, but somewhere on the Open Fire socials is that list that was put together of contacts and places if you want to financially or in whatever way give your support to the cause. I know that was on one of our stories. I'll have to check if it's on one of our posts, but if it's not, I want to put it back up on something because that's important. We had like an hour-long discussion the other day as a band. We were talking about, and actually a part of the song that I was talking about before, like the idea that like if this whole Black Lives Matter movement is just for 2020, what was the point? If 2020 ends and all of it just kind of fizzles back down and goes back to what it was, why did we even bother? Definitely make sure that's put back up on stuff so that it's really easy for people to find. Because it's not just a few months ago problem. This is a problem that has to be worked on day in and day out. And like, I also want to speak to the fact that it's not just a problem in the US. You know, Indigenous Australians have, have been subjected to that for too long. And like, it's not acceptable anymore. It hasn't yeah. been acceptable for a long time. It starts with a change of mindset. It starts with, like, relearning that, like, ev- again, everyone's voice matters. Again, that everyone matters, that your skin color and 
the way you look, whatever, your gender, your sexuality, whatever, none of that should ever hold you back from being what you want to be. It starts with learning a new mindset that says, I don't really care what they look like, they are loved and they are deserving of love and a good life. The start is that every single person needs to stop seeing people that they think are less or seeing people that maybe seem different or harder to be around and kind of avoid them like the plague but just try to get involved in those communities try and actually show love one thing we want to do at some point as soon as we possibly can we want to actually at some point have a track where we get to feature an indigenous artist in one of our songs like their names need to be out there like because they're doing incredible things i got to do a radio interview last week with an indigenous radio station in queensland and he was one of the nicest people I think I've ever met. And I was like, why Like, why are we holding these people back? These people are exceptional people with some of the richest history I've ever seen, like ever, in like any nation. They have such a beautiful and powerful history and a really cool culture. We can't be pushing them to the sidelines. I don't like talking about influencers. I find them really tacky, but it's also hard to describe of how lush that sound is. So how would you describe the lushness of open fire oh that's a really that's a really good question i would describe it as all of us just love making soundscapes as much as the lyrics tell a story if the music behind it can't tell a story as well what's the point like you've done 50 percent of your job but a listener's going to get bored because they're uninterested with what they're hearing if the story of wonderland is about telling people to hold on even in the chaos and know that like you'll make it if your will is strong we wanted that to be something that you can hear in the music where the music in itself has elements that's really chaotic and there's a lot going on but there are also elements where where it's it's got a bit of peace in it it's got some beauty in it it's got that because that pulls you into this this story of like things are really crazy but trust it and hold on to that one thing because you'll make it like you'll make it there You've mentioned this, but let's grow from that. Mm. Uh, that of the visual element and that of you're wanting to do film soundtracks. Yeah. That sounds like that's what you're doing right there, is you're, you're doing that yeah. oral visualisation sure. type thing. What kind of film inspires you? I'm a sucker for really any film that Hans Zimmer has done the soundtrack of. He was my hero for the longest time. I went to Melbourne to go see him a few years ago. Um, play with the full-on orchestra. He's like a rock star when he gets on stage. It's crazy. Like, he blew my mind. Anything that has a really captivating story, um, I, like, I'll be all in for it. And especially if the music, like, marries really well with that. My favourite movie with its soundtrack is Interstellar. One, that story is really, really captivating. It's really emotional. It's kind of confusing a lot of the time very confusing a lot of the time but it's a really powerful um story but the soundtrack i think is really really cool because um Hans Zimmer used a pipe organ as a central instrument for the whole soundtrack which is really weird because that's a dying instrument and it's like a space movie and so normally you'd hear like synths and whatever in a space movie whereas in this you're the center of the whole soundtrack is a pipe organ, like an instrument that's not really used very often anymore and only in classical worlds. And a lot of air, and I mean that literally, that. Yeah. a lot of air in yeah. that sound. Is that is that what he was trying to do, marry the idea of air and vastness? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm not 100% sure because I haven't actually seen an interview in what like the reasoning sure. for it was, but it, I think it's really, really cool that he's been able to make a soundtrack that fits the movie really, really well 
and tells the story really beautifully because it's got this it does have elements of like a bit of like an old school style where all of even the fashion and the way they're dressed when they're like on the planet is like very like old school but then the whole half of the movie is in space and it's just kind of like this really cool marrying of two of like it's a huge juxtaposition but it's done really really well when you're playing that sax who are you trying to not be i'm just trying not to be what's already been done a million times before i think that was once when i was in school there was a period where i started hating playing the sax that was the first instrument i ever played i didn't play any other instruments until after school i started learning guitar and keys and started singing a bit and so sax was my instrument but there was a period where i hated it and I hated it because everyone else in my school also played the alto sax and I was playing alto sax. And I remember just being like, I don't want to just be like everyone else. And so I then moved to soprano sax, which is like the straight one that looks like a golden clarinet yeah. that very few people play because it's a lot harder to play. And I moved to that one because I was like, I just want to be myself. I want to like find my own thing inside of this. And so that's why whenever I play the sax, I'm trying to just not do what's already been done a million times before especially because I don't have actual jazz training, I know I can never live up to the great saxophone players. I can just, I can't live up to, to their ability to solo in a jazz world. So that's why I'll chase after doing something new because then I can create something new and that can be my thing because I know I'm not going to be that other thing. And I don't need to be that other thing because why just be what everyone else is? It's been a pleasure to speak with you today. Yeah. Rosh, Likewise. thanks very much for your time. Well, thank you for having me. Thanks very much for Roche of Open Fire for being our feature guest this time. And next time, our feature guest will be Blushface from Richmond, Virginia.